I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited to be back with you and Jess Carey and Elise Daly Parker to talk about tools for building positive body image and confidence. So in the last episode, we talked about this idea of body image and confidence and the impact that pop culture has had on it, that social media has had on it, Mm -hmm. and why we are and how we got to where we are now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't want to just leave you there. We wanted to give you some practical tools that can help you to create a positive body image. Hey, everybody, we are just I, I, I can't echo enough, Kim, because I'm all about practical. Like, you know, we can think all day, but unless we implement a few habits, then we won't see lasting change. And Elise, I love what you do. Like you're like you're like the vision board guru. The that is journaling. <laughs> I know, I know you are. So, but so you're making I, it sound woo woo, which it is not. No, it's not woo woo. It's not woo woo. It's very it practical, woo-woo. actually. It's, it's woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> not woo. <woo-woo. laughs> All right, that's good. I love it. No, but Elise, because because you have some very great thoughts about like mindfulness and things like that. So, can you share like how you've implemented that? Because you have your own weight loss body oh image gosh. story. Yeah, talk to us about that. Well, I would just say that. I I didn't understand the power of my mind. I didn't understand mindset. I mean, I, I think that's been a journey of, you know, 10 or 15 years. Kimberly, I feel like we've been on it together and we've known each other a long time. And it's become much more to the forefront about the neuroscience behind mm-hmm. that, which is basically what we tell ourselves our body believes and mm-hmm. things like this that are just absolutely proven. It's not, it's, it's actually not woo woo in any way. It's no. neuroscience. So yeah. I think for years I had terrible self-talk when it came mm-hmm. to my body. I, I literally, I remember Oprah Winfrey, who's also gone up and down her whole life, mm-hmm. writing a book at one point where she was she had lost all the weight publicly. And then she was writing the book about how, what it felt like to gain it back. Mm -hmm. And I so related because I've lost 50 pounds four or five times in my life, like lost 50 pounds and slowly, but surely gained it back. And the shame and the dread and the panic that goes with it. And yet it's, it's what you do. So, or it's, you know, so I realized there was such a connection to what I was saying to myself. Like I, hated myself yeah. when I got fat, mm-hmm. hated myself. I looked in the mirror and was like, you're disgusting. Right. I was really comparative. Like wherever I went, whoever I saw, I was looking at her and what I looked like compared to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was so much going on in my mind that had to do with my weight. And then I most recently went on a journey of, of really getting fitter than I've probably ever been in my entire life. And then I had my hip replaced and I started to gain the weight back couldn't really move because a lot of what I was doing was physical. I was working out five days a week, which had never happened before. And I was loving it until I couldn't. And I realized that I was in danger of, again, looking in the mirror and saying, you're disgusting. 
Wow. I cannot believe you've done this again. How could you do this again? I mean, mm. it's it makes me cry sure. to think about the way I spoke to myself. So how and, did you, sorry, time out. How did you like almost like step outside of yourself and yeah. recognize the negative I, thought patterns? I was like, that? well, I think again, it's an evolution. I, I've learned a lot about ruts in our brains and what we say mm-hmm. to ourselves and how powerful it is. And it used to be something, you know, an outlayer was talking about. It's now what the general public are talking about. It's in line with our Christian values. At first right. it was considered egotistical or whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, crazy stuff, but now we yeah. know. And yeah. so what was happening was I was getting more and more educated. I was educating other people as a coach mm-hmm. and I was so struck. I had been hearing about it My counselor talked to me about it. I'm going to say 15 years ago, she talked about this Toronto airport blessing where there was this going on. And Mm -hmm. this guy wrote a book and he talked about how 80% of our thoughts are negative or yielded to negativity. And I was like, not me. Because my husband (laughs) called called me his positive mental honey. Like he could be really negative. What a name. I was really really (laughs) positive. So I realized I'm not, I'm I'm applying all this negativity to my very self. And so again, as I started to gain weight back for now, it's three years ago. Mm -hmm. I was, I just was like, I am not, I am catching myself. Wow. on what I say to myself. Right. Uh, I had written And then how my, did you reframe that? Yeah, go ahead. You, okay. you were well, I had that. written on my mirror for years as I was losing the weight, I am enough because I knew I, I, that was operating all the time. But what I, what, oh, hi, I love you. You're beautiful. <laughs> wow. Your weight has nothing to do with your value. You go girl. I mean, literally, and I would say it out loud and I do say it out loud because the other thing that I've learned in this, very long journey is I have not learned how to eat and nourish my body. Wow. And that is the journey that I'm on right now. I am not, I'm so tempted to go on Atkins, to go on right. Weight Watchers. I've, right. I've done it all. I've tried them all. They work mm-hmm. for a short period of time in my life. Right. I have never learned to eat. So what I'm doing now with my mind and my body is making vegetable soups saying yep. to myself you you can you you want zucchini pineapple bread but what you really need is a bowl of the cauliflower soup with rosemary oil that you made which is delicious oh, new york lovely. times recipe yeah. and almost all cauliflower that kind of talking i mean that's yeah. what i'm doing now i'm yeah. kind of going okay the first thing you're going to eat today is a clementine because it's vitamin C and it's good for you. And it feels, wow. it's beautiful. I love a bright little orange fruit. So I'm really, I am training my mind. And so this is, this is, so I, I just want to pause. Like, this is like a very holistic, you know, story. And I want to kind of silo out a couple of different things that I'm hearing from your story, at least. Like the first thing is, is you, you, you caught yourself in a negative pattern, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you made a choice to reformat your thinking, right? Mm-hmm. You made a yeah. choice to speak positive affirmations, even though it's like super corny and sometimes very awkward, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was like, it's a lot better than saying all those terrible things. Well, for sure. For yeah, sure. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm yeah. making a choice here. Well, you yeah. know, that that old cliche, like you are what you eat. 
I believe it's you are what you think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you create, you know, whoever. So Kimberly, I know that you have a couple of really, really good ideas. At least you just started touching on it. Actually, practically caring for and nourishing your body. Can you speak to that just for a minute? You know, what's been interesting for me is that along with this idea of mindfulness and examining that negative self-talk, like recognizing that, that, that voice, right, is mm-hmm. practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. I love to listen to the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo. And she definitely mm-hmm. addresses this issue a lot. And she talks about starting off with just gratitude for our body, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and 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 I want to look in the mirror and go, oh, why can't I get rid of, you know, this, this right here, just if this part changed and shifting that to, to be grateful for my body, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like stop hating my body and start talking about what I'm grateful for. Like, I'm grateful That's that right. it moves. I'm grateful that it runs. Like I've had to go through that practice. Sometimes I'll write it down, but most of the Times it's just when I'm getting dressed and mm-hmm. I'm looking in the mirror, <laughs> mm-hmm. like grateful for you know. And we 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 talked a lot about body image and we're, we're talking a lot about weight, but there are people out there with disabilities who can't use yeah. their body in certain ways. And yeah. so I'm grateful that I can get out and run. I'm mm-hmm. grateful that I can get out and walk, and then I can lift weights. And so you know, we Kimberly, I don't want to take on granted. something. You're touching on something really really important. So, um. Rather than being grateful for how your body looks, mm-hmm. be grateful for what your body does. Mm-hmm. So make that mindset shift because it's very hard to be grateful for a body that you dislike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see flaws in. But if you can shift and transition your mindset to be grateful mm-hmm. for what it does for you, mm-hmm. I mean, simply the act of taking a breath is miraculous. So, you know, the fact that you can take air in and it fuels your body with oxygen and moves blood Mm -hmm. around your body, Mm -hmm. that is a miracle. So just Mm -hmm. if you just take a deep breath today, thank you, God, for the miracle of breath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you could start there. Everybody can start there. Mm -hmm. And, And then it grows from that place. But I think that is a really important thing to do is to start to see and and be mindful of what your body does Mm -hmm. instead of what it looks Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know and even when we start to implement exercise routines like you can i'm sure you can identify with this elise because i was along when you discovered max fit and fell Mm -hmm. in love with it to be able to look back and say oh my gosh like last month i couldn't run this far or i couldn't lift this much or you know i pushed myself when i was 40 to run a half marathon i mean like mm-hmm. i was the girl who couldn't run in gym class cuz i get stitch <laughs> in my side and give up like who would have mm-hmm. ever thought yeah and so wonderful. you know did i win the race no did i like hit some personal best record no but i finished the race and i'm like my body can do that and you know I think that is just a huge gift that I've mm-hmm. given myself as being able to shift and be thankful for, mm-hmm. you know, and I would even, I would even say like, like there are things I like about my body, right? Mm-hmm. Like naturally mm-hmm. like about it. Like I don't have to cultivate. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't have to lie to yourself yeah. and say, I love um, that part like of my there's body. There's like yeah. little things about me that I remind myself of. Like I do love the color of my eyes and I do like that. I have long nail beds. Like, Mm. You know, this is weird sort of stuff, but when my nails grow, they look very nice. So there are things about myself that I Mm -hmm. make sure that I I self-reflect, I Mm -hmm. pause, and I acknowledge 
that I, that I'm grateful for them. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is transformative in the way I see myself. And I think it's a continuous, just, just like any other area that we apply gratitude for, whether it's our, our children, Mm -hmm. our teenagers, our marriage, like as we cultivate gratitude, Mm -hmm. we start to see that those things very differently. Yeah. It's like an an antidote. mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also say that, you know, there are a lot of women who who struggle to even start in that, right? That they just find themselves constantly back at the mm-hmm. old trench, right? Those neuro pathways that are right. so deeply embedded, it's very difficult to break that habit. Mm-hmm. And I would say to that person who who continually kind of goes back to the body shaming dialogue within their brain is start to journal that out and pray over that. So sometimes when we kind of get toxicity out and we see it in front of us, that's when we can sort of really deconstruct it. We can submit that to God's hand in prayer and ask him to help us to positively reformat it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's only, it's kind of like this. It's, you know, Dr. Carolyn Leaf does a lot of brain research on neuroplasticity, but she it's kind of like this. If I say purple elephant, you just thought of a purple elephant. You can't stop a thought once it's already down that neuro pathway. So you've got to see it, acknowledge it, and then change it into something else. Mm -hmm. And that's the important part. So if you're saying to yourself every day, oh, I'm disgusting. I'm so old, right? Or whatever it might be or I'm so heavy, fill in the blank, whatever your normal natural tendency is. It's like, you're, you're, you say it, you thought it, you're like, no, I'm not old. I am aging gracefully, mm. or I'm not old. You know, I'm a woman with experience. These are softer, kinder, more positive ways mm-hmm. to acknowledge, yes, we all are aging. Every day we get older. Like nobody mm-hmm. escapes this. Mm-hmm. But we can reformat our thoughts in a way that give us grace for our bodies and our minds in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's difficult to do. But I think, you know, at least like you said, once you recognize it, then you put in these strategies to speak life over yourself, to affirm the goodness in your life and your body. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what is pivotal and a lot of times we'll give people the motivation and the encouragement to then implement very real practical self-care things mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just so exhausted. Okay. Your body needs more sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and because you're no longer saying, I hate my body, it's disgusting, la, 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 whatever. And you stay up until midnight Netflix and Oreo cookies. You're like, no, my body needs more sleep. I'm going to put this away because I'm just going to give my body the rest that it needs. Then you wake up, you have rested. So you have more self-control. By the way, the more sleep you get, the less you crave sugar and fat. That's just mm-hmm. a scientific fact. Mm-hmm. So, right? So, if that's Good your thing, thing. taking I love a nap sleep. after this, <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's. I mean, I think it's something that again, you're filling your body with the education that you mm-hmm. need too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, if I, you I struggle think, with yeah. those those cravings, it's like, well, get more sleep and drink more water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like yeah. a major one. There's some some such simple things that we can do. 
But I think the first step is on some level, you have to buy into it. You just have to believe that, okay, there really is some connection here. Like there, there really is a connection between the way I'm thinking and what I'm doing and what I'm living out. And I, if I think about the big population, the big picture, there's a lot of people that are not thinking about what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Reflection yes. is so important. Yeah, it is. And it really is such a teacher. <laughs> but again, I think I, I, I don't know exactly how we do that, except I do find myself as a coach constantly reminding people of that, mm-hmm. that this mm. is powerful, powerful stuff when it comes to changing. And it also is a slow, often, there can be a light bulb moment, but it's often, mm-hmm. often a slow process. Mm-hmm. As I said, I first started hearing about this stuff 15 years ago. I am much more, I'm much further ahead than I was then, but it's 15 years. I'm not talking about a week ago. Right. It's really been a journey for me to be able to say, okay, we're not doing this again. We're not, yeah. we're not looking in the mirror and hating ourselves this time. Nope. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. And right. even if that means I, for me, it was kind of like, and that might mean that you're not going to adopt the next diet. Therefore, you're not going to lose weight quickly, but mm-hmm. it's, you're going to love yourself anyway. I mean, Come this on, is Elise. truly, <laughs> this is the truth about what yeah. I've been doing. And it's, yeah. it almost feels on, sometimes like a cop out, but it, it, I know it isn't. It's really mm-hmm. changing my mind about something that is vital, literally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, when I think about self-reflection, I'm reminded of our last episode, this idea of what is it that I'm consuming and how is it making me feel? And am I going to listen to that? Mm -hmm. So slowing down long enough to say, wait, there's been a shift in my attitude. Where is that coming from? Oh, I just binged watched that show about some high schoolers. Yeah, that is really meant to be for grown up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and here I am, and like, because sometimes I forget I'm not in high school, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not me, you know? Like, what, like, what is it that that self reflection includes? Um, being being in tune to the cues, yeah, that mm-hmm. cause you to think the way you think and feel the way you feel. You know, recognizing them, maybe writing them down, and and eliminating them if possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're touching on something. So we have a time time crunch. Everybody's in a time crunch, right? There's an epidemic of hurry. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I think, Elise, the reason that so many people need a coach is because they really just need the accountability time. The time. Mm-hmm. They need the time set aside so that they can process their life with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because we just don't make that time unless we unless we pay for it. Isn't right. that crazy? It's really true. And you know, it's so funny because we started mentioning vision boards, which mm-hmm. is like you can do a lot with what you want for yourself, what you want to think mm-hmm. about yourself, how you want to treat yourself on a vision board. And that is part of the magic of the vision board. It's just taking the time to think. Right. Right. We don't take time to think as a rule. Many people do, but most people don't. And right. so I, yeah, that, that part, Kimberly is so important. The, the yeah. reflecting on it is, it's just critical. You can't learn anything on the, on the fly. You yeah. can learn some really bad lessons on the oh, fly. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, what not to do is you trip over yourself or yeah. run a red light or whatever else mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. So yeah, being really yeah. conscious, being really mindful, 
being aware of mindsets. Mm-hmm. This stuff is yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well companies, being- corporations, sorry, mm-hmm. like, you know, they they spend weeks doing these, you know, brainstorming sessions and, you know, post-it note walls where they're like working out what does their year or their next quarter look like. They they wrestle in conference rooms for hours and hours, you know, and then they'll they'll go take a break or they'll they'll take some time away and then they'll come back and they'll do it again. And and these are the most successful corporations that we know of are having these practices. So those principles of, you know, creating and vision casting what we want our lives and our bodies to look like that those all apply. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like taking the time to say to myself, okay, I know in the past year I have lost flexibility mm-hmm. and I've lost strength, mostly because of a lack of time in the season that I'm in. But that is something that I'm I'm noticing and I'm like, okay, I want to maintain or improve my flexibility and my strength in this year. Okay, realistically, what does that look like? What what can right, I add right. to my life? So I love this idea of habit stacking, right? And you have you guys heard of habit stacking? I'm sure you have. So this is going to tie right in. And yeah. That's so cool. But it's like, you know, take a habit that you already have implemented in your mm-hmm. life, and then you add something else small at first that can mm-hmm. sort of like, it's like riding its coattails. And so that's a lot of times what I'll coach people when they're struggling with their body confidence. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing to to care for your body? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you moving joyfully every day? And, you know, they're like moving joyfully. What does that mean? I'm like, well, don't, (laughs) don't look at your workout as like, oh, I've got to do this. It's a Mm -hmm. task Mm -hmm. and it's work Mm -hmm. and it's hard. It's like, find something that moves your body. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And everybody has a thing. I, I was a personal trainer for years. Everyone has a move joyfully thing mm-hmm. that they can get behind that then feels like recreation. It doesn't feel like work. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one yeah. of the keys to like actually practically fueling your body with health and your mind with all those like good feel good endorphins mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, when I think about like the exercise and the activity I do, and Annalise, we touched on this, this idea of like habits where success begets success. Mm-hmm. When I, when I'm consistently working out, I, I feel good about myself because I yeah. know that I'm doing what I should be doing to take care of the body that God's giving me. Yeah. I'm joyfully moving. Like I like to strength train. I like to play tennis. If I'm playing tennis once a week and and I I pay to take a clinic because I know that I want that sort of built in accountability. There it um, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm feeling good. Like even if like even if I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, that negative thought enters, I know, like you said, I'm moving. I'm joyfully mm-hmm. moving. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, we were talking, we were talking specifically about like when we exercise, we tend to eat better too. And so it, right. it is like a whole package where it's all got to work together. So moving, exercise, physical activity, educating yourself on how to eat, mm-hmm. that's all that's amazing. That's part of the puzzle. I don't think that we should be doing that so that we can, like the ultimate goal is not 
working out so that we can feel good about ourselves in the sense of like, if I could only weigh this on the scale, then yeah. I would feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we're to work out so that we could, if if we need to lose weight, lose weight. If we need to strength train, strength train. If we need to get healthy, get healthy. Yes. But but if it's so, because we think that once we attain that, we're going to be happy, we're yeah. not going to be happy, right? Yeah. That's, that right. Yeah. Happy, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So I just think that the exercise, if I know when I am like active and when I can look at my calendar and go, gosh, I've had a really great solid month. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my body less because I'm more excited and celebrating my consistency. I'm celebrating yeah. that I'm getting out. I have the, the endorphins from being out mm-hmm. um, and working out. And so I think that's an important part of, you know, yeah, working yeah. on your you're, you're not confidence. bumming out about your shoulds. You, mm-hmm. You're doing your shoulds. You're not mm-hmm. like going, I know I really should. I mean, really, it's a much better feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To be like, I went to Pilates. Not yeah. I should go to Pilates. I went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and our bodies were made to move. Mm-hmm. If you just look at the physiology, you look at the structures, the infrastructure of our body, they were made for movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, I mean, if they weren't made for movement, we wouldn't have legs or arms or anything and we like wouldn't, that. And we wouldn't have multiple issues that yeah. come from not moving. Oh, and yes. that, and yeah. that I can, Ooh, come I can, on, Elise. Well, I can, I've lived it. I mean, <laughs> I was in, I was on bed rest last year because I really believe my sciatica, my back issues have a lot to do with sitting all day as a writer and an editor. And it's like mm-hmm. not good for me. It's right. not good for our bodies mm-hmm. to the point where they will actually, well, I've heard a statistic about how things like physical ailments, back issues, neck issues, et cetera, have become a greater problem than yeah. cardio problems. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they're almost the opposite. It's because we are sitting and we are mm-hmm. not. And, you know, I, I mean, one of the things I should do and really <laughs> have not, but have gotten a lot better at it is getting up every hour. I mean, I've got Alexa, I've got a phone, I've got everybody who can remind me to just get up for an hour at, a, at an hour's point and do something for five minutes. You know, yeah. I have a, a warm up blender fitness warm up that I love. Five minutes of that, eight times a day. Okay. Yeah. That's 40 minutes of that. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's one of those ways of building in these habits. That's it. Yeah. That isn't necessarily, I, I got on a tennis court for an hour, which I don't see myself doing right now in the middle of the day, although sounds good. But I do see myself getting up every hour to do something. Yeah. Walk around the block, do the five minute stretch, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's another way of, of, of implementing. It's also mindset mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have to say to myself, I can do that instead of, I think that's I don't super important get though, to make it like these, when you initially start something like this, you know, there are, there are a million fitness in, you know, influencers out there that'll be like, these are my 10 steps to the perfect body or whatever, like fill in the blank. But I think it's really important that what you said, it's like, you're taking something really small, manageable and achievable, and then repeating it. Right. So it's like, if you do this little five minute stretch and workout eight times a day, well, that's an entire workout. 
Yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and again, like, you know, all the fitness trainers and doctors out there would be like, well, we need sustained for your cardiovascular, but that's for another Something time. Something is better than nothing. Right, right. And you have to start mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. I think that that's the important thing. Don't let the overwhelm of what it might be down the road prevent you from doing your five minutes. The first today. step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. We've, we've, we've mentioned accountability, but I want to talk a little bit about more about that because mm-hmm. as we were talking, you know, there's options, there's coaching, right? We know mm-hmm. all about that. There's plenty of fitness coaching, there's fitness, fitness plans, but I think that we, something that's untapped is connecting with our friends mm-hmm. or family members and discussing these things with them and then saying, Hey, could you hold me accountable for the words that come over out of my mouth and how mm-hmm. I inadvertently treat myself or my body? Because when I have a friend that says, don't talk about my friend that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, Oh, mm-hmm. I can't believe I you know, like whatever it is I'm yeah. criticizing myself for. And they get all <laughs> up in my face and say, don't talk about my friend that way. Yeah, Those I are good that. friends, man. Like, shut <laughs> up. But what, what are the things that we're saying that are, that we're letting our friends get away with mm-hmm. or that we're let that they're letting us get away with it's those little kind of things. And I, I know for years I was really mindful not to say anything in front of my girls, but I'd have a few friends and I'd say exactly how I'm feeling about my, you know what? And, mm-hmm. and like, I need them. I, I need to, I need them to stand up to me and say, yeah. girlfriend, not okay. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Like, don't do that. And so I think if we can find our people, mm-hmm. um, and and be be candid even about how our struggles with shame, our struggles with our body, yeah. mm-hmm. and then say, hey, can we hold each other accountable and yeah. and strive to believe and speak what the word says about us and what God says about mm-hmm. us and 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 who it is that we actually are? I think that's a really that's really helpful. Yeah. Words of life. I think you you nailed something though. Being candid about it, like you know. It it can feel so you guys know I'm a very direct personality. So <laughs> sometimes like if I'll hear someone, you know, body shaming them because it's so near and dear to my heart, I'll be like, excuse me, would you like to reframe that? Because Good. I don't like the way that you just talk to my bestie, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that can sometimes catch people off guard. They take a little bit of a catch breath like, wow, like. She, it, it was like a mom, you know, like a, a mom is like, excuse me, a little snap of the finger, like, <laughs> listen up. But I think that is important to have a little bit of that element when you say that so that it lands and it's not just, it it becomes sort of like a culture within our girlfriends, you know, into circles like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I feel you, hon. I'm the same. This, this, this. Mm-hmm, and then it just, mm-hmm. it spirals into this gap fest about all the things that we dislike about ourselves versus saying, time out. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to let you talk about my friend like that. And I hope and pray that if I say something like that, you would correct me mm-hmm. because I love you. I see all the beauty that God has baked into you. So please do not shame her in Mm -hmm. front of me because you're going (laughs) to deal with that, you know, like, and again, we don't have to be quite so sassy with our friends, but sometimes they need that. It depends on our personalities. This is true, (laughs) Elise. This is true. I would say the non-confrontational types, like you could just say, hey, can we just like, 
take a time out for a minute. <laughs> and I would really love if you could just, I don't know, maybe say something a little bit nicer about yourself. Cause I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you that's know, a little I, bit of a softer I, approach. I guess. Yeah. And I, I've definitely <laughs> done that with very close friends. Just yeah. like, wait a minute. And probably more now than ever, again, because I've become so much more aware of the power of it. And it's, right. it's really, I really don't want to hear my friend say that about herself. I really don't. It's like, you're hurting my heart. So mm-hmm. I know it's doing something to you, whether you know it or not. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you touched on too something, Kimberly. It's like, we as girlfriends and as people that can hold each other accountable for the words that we're speaking, it's like, let's let's feed our girlfriends some, you know, scriptures, like let's help them speak some of God's truth. And I know that we said in our show notes, it's like Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It's like, that's one of the most crucial body confidence scriptures mm-hmm. in the whole mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, we go back to it because it really does speak to our organic design, our uniqueness. Yeah. And I always laugh because whenever, because King David was the one that penned that. And, you know, you think about King David and you're like, yeah, he was like, he's a good looking guy. He was powerful, you know? And then he's like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You're like, wow, arrogant much, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I, as I reflected on that passage, and especially as I was investigating body confidence, I, I had to imagine, I wonder if King David didn't speak that almost like a whisper because mm-hmm. it was such a, a moment of reverence and awe that the creator of the universe had crafted him in such a way. Mm-hmm. Like when you get that perspective, then it's more like, oh, wow, I am awesome. Yeah. And my body is holy mm-hmm. and it's set apart from everyone else on this planet. Mm-hmm. I, I, a little I think, different. Yeah, I think just that's a really important point about what I see as a lot of the Christian culture is like, you know, boo to self-care and boo to self-love. And, mm-hmm. and I get it because we have a... a you have this sort of obsession. Things become obsessive mm-hmm. in our in our way in and our human self-focused way. Self-focused when and we're very, meant to be outwardly focused. Right. We're, yeah. we're also yeah. supposed to be dying to self at the same time. And yeah, yeah. all those wonderful things, that, <laughs> you know, servant-hearted and all those kinds of things. And and I absolutely believe we are supposed to be all those, but it is both and. Mm-hmm. And we are called to love ourselves. And I do think that as a Christian who heard a lot of what I was supposed to do. I did buy into thinking that it was somehow I was a better, which is, you know, not biblical. This is not biblical. This is societal. I was a better Christian if I did all kinds of good things. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I was running ragged. And as a result, I wasn't taking care of myself. And as a result, I wasn't loving myself. So it's kind of, again, it goes, we can get really skewed by the the sociological aspect of the biblical principle because again it yeah. goes back to believing that we are loved that we are f- fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made mm-hmm. number one that he really did die for us mm-hmm. even if i was the only person in the world mm-hmm. that has to be the first place and then yeah. 
out of his love, I can love myself. And yeah. I can say I am fearfully, wonderfully made as homage to him, not to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, but so it's, good. I just, I just have found in my life that that was definitely something that I struggled with when I was younger again, with this sort of like, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm supposed to die to self. And, and again, yeah, we are, but we have to understand we die to self as a loved one, mm-hmm. as a beloved, you know, right. God's not asking us to just lay down and die. That's well, just here's, we- here's another analogy that I like to use sometimes. It's like, okay, we're in boot camp in God's army, right? So self-care, strengthening our inner person, mm-hmm. our mindset and our physical bodies, yeah, right? Is part of boot camp. Yeah. The stronger and being whole. That's right. The stronger that we are as an individual internally, mentally, physically and spiritually, mm-hmm. the more effective we are at protecting and and moving forward in our communities. So the stronger that I am in those ways, the more that I can love, pour love out on my children, protect them from the things in the world that are really awful and nasty, because I'm in a, I'm in a solid place. I'm in Mm -hmm. a healthy place. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why self care is not selfish. Yeah. Right. You know, and again, moms get like, I know that I'm, I'm like this. It's like, we sacrifice often our self care for the sake of our families. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that that's, there's not a value in that at times, right? Yeah. At times it's like, you've, you've got to sacrifice your own time for whatever thing comes up. Yeah. You can't day. constantly all, be doing your own thing. Do yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we get, you know, give yourself grace. But then like, when you know that you've come to the end of yourself and you're like, wow, I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. If you, if those are symptoms in your life, that is a very clear indication that you need to spend some time doing some soul care and Mm -hmm. reviving those parts of yourself so that you are in a good place to then pour into your family and your community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Amen. Yeah. And I think what we're talking about, and at least what I feel like I heard you saying was we have this misplaced identity. Mm -hmm. And so we go chasing after cultural norms. We go chasing after you know, not only what we can do, like you said, you're doing all these things, right, to be a good Christian, but what we should appear to be and how we should be perceived as well. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're missing, we're missing the incredible value and worth that God's already placed in us mm-hmm. and who we are in Christ. And we we, we react out of fear instead mm-hmm. of from a place of victory. Amen. We react so true. Um, yeah. chasing fulfillment instead of from a place of confidence and peace. Yeah. So true. So true. That's gigantic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So a resource, I want to remind everybody of Jess's resource. It's called (laughs) five quick habits to build body confidence. I'll link to where you can find that in the show notes, plus the listener notes. And one thing I wanted to share with you guys today is Elise 
and I, we did a previous podcast called Slices of Life Together. And so it's still out in the universe. And episode 47, we did do a podcast called Making Peace with Our Bodies. So this isn't the first time we've talked about this. And one of the, the downloads and resources we provided for that was called Biblical Body Affirmations. It's a free download. I'm going to go ahead and make that available to you guys as well, because I think it's it's right along what we were talking about. It's pairing affirmations with scriptures. It's it's short and sweet. I include it in my morning prayer time. Typically, we're maybe maybe more towards the summer months when it <laughs> when I'm thinking about <laughs> it more. It starts to pop up more. It's not in my every yeah. day, but when I see that I'm starting to struggle, when I see that I'm starting to shift my focus in the, in a different direction than what God says about me, I pull these out and I'm able to you know, meditate on these scriptures and speak life over my body. Mm -hmm. So we'll include that for everybody as Mm -hmm. this week's resource. It's great. All right. So coaching question for this week. And in your listening notes, we are going to be providing places where you can journal out these answers to these questions. And so that's a great resource for you to have. Okay. When are the times in your life when you felt good about your body? What were you doing? Who were you with? What media were you consuming? Along like these tips that we've shared with you, a whole bunch of tips, you might find that, wow, there was a time in my life when I was practicing those things Mm -hmm. that these ladies talked about, and I did see a difference. So taking note of that. And then if, if you can't, you know, if you're not feeling great about your body right now, what are you doing now different than when you were doing those things? Look Mm. for those, like be a detective and find out when were you thriving? What was in place? What was going on? And write those down and see what practical steps you can take to get you back to those places. Great. All right. Upcoming next in the series, the next episode, we'll be talking about body shame and negative self-talk. And then we're wrapping the series up with the power of self-acceptance and body confidence in Christ. If you prefer video to audio, check out our YouTube page. It's the same great content, but instead of you hearing our voices, you can see our faces and at times our crazy hand expressions. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash podcast and follow the link to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.